Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Let's do that again. I'm not going to edit it, but I'm going to try to get it better. Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Jeff Johnson here with Angela Hanscom. Angela, we're back talking more about the vestibular sense. This is the sense of balance. There's, there's my understanding is there's little ear, the little ears in the hairs. No, there's little hairs in the ears, and mm -hmm. you probably don't want to shave those or trim them. Um, but you do want to give them uh, a lot of opportunity to flip and flop around because that affects your balance and and how your brain gets wired and, and even some of your other sensory systems as well, right? Did I, yes. did I remember that from the last episode? And yes. we, we want ample opportunity for kids to, to move and twist and spin from infancy on, uh, on up. When they're born, the vestibular sense is fully developed, although when they're stationary as they get older, sometimes there's, there's some fall off there. Um, what more do we need to know? All right, so the vestibular sense, I want to talk about why it's so key um, and why, why it's important when thinking about um, any of our environments, early childhood all the way up. Um, so the first thing that vestibular sense does is it tells a, body, uh, a child's body where it is in space. So it helps a child to know how to get from point B to point C um, and do it efficiently without falling or tripping um, and, you know, navigating uneven terrain efficiently, um, getting off on and off playground equipment, um, you know, efficiently as well. So what's happening is we're starting to see kids falling out of chairs in school. And we're, even in early childhood settings, I've heard um, directors say that kids are starting to run into each other and into the walls. So their sense of body awareness is off. And so that, that spinning in circles and rolling down the hill, so spinning on your own axis, is our biggest way of treating that. Um, we have an occupational therapist that worked closely with NASA to develop a tool called the astronaut board. And um, it's actually um, been well researched. And so she worked with NASA because the astronauts, what they do before they go out into um, an anti-gravity environment, they get in a machine that moves them in all different directions so that they really have a good sense of body awareness before they go in outer space. Mm -hmm. Now, um, her board, what we do in therapy is um, we will um, position children on the board and spin them. And we position them in all different directions. So sometimes they're lying on their side, sometimes they're upright, sometimes they're not. And we spin them so that we're stimulating the hair cells in all different directions. And that really helps them know where their body is in space. So sometimes I will see a child spinning outside, let's say, and I'm at a playground and I'll hear an adult say, don't spin, you're going to get dizzy. <laughs> or, you know, um, another thing that's happening, and this, is a, this can be a whole other topic, is kids are um, told they can't spin on swings anymore. And so... That's, a, that's a, actually a huge issue because as therapists, we use this for treatment so kids know where their body is in space, and it actually helps them become safer in their environments. If they don't get enough movement like this, they can become more clumsy um, and more um, accident prone. And so that's, what we're, that's one thing the vestibular sense does. I think that's amazing, and I, I, I think it's 
it's almost, I don't know, you don't have to agree with this, but I think it's almost cruel the way we treat kids and swings. Uh, first, swings are disappearing in a lot, of, a lot of not only early learning settings, but in a lot of playgrounds as well, uh, because apparently they're too dangerous. But then when they do exist, we tell them not to do just about all of the things they want to do and things that developmentally they should be doing. And it's so it's almost like a medieval torture device. Here's this thing you really, really want to engage with all these different ways, but you can only do it this one very safe uh, way that gets boring pretty soon. Absolutely. Um, I actually had, I did private treatment outdoors before I started um, running Timberic programming. And I remember one time saying, I want you to stand on the swing because as therapists, we're constantly trying to challenge the senses. Mm -hmm. And she said, that's dangerous, Miss Angie. And I was like, ha, huh, that's interesting. And so I said, when you go to school, I want you to spin. Um, she came back the next week and said, we're not allowed to spin. So I asked the recess monitor, I said, so why are they not allowed to spin anymore? And she said, well, it's because one child got hurt somewhere and then it was this new rule. Um, she goes, but they can't even go on their bellies on the swing anymore. They can't. And I was thinking how, how ironic we're trying to keep them upright in that upright position. Um, but that is the position we as therapists are constantly trying to get them out of. We want them in an anti-gravity position because we want to challenge the, the muscles and the senses. And so I find it ironic that we're trying to keep them so safe that they're becoming more and more unsafe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so as an occupational therapist, the, the occupational therapist bumper sticker would be, would be something like, do spin, it's going to make you dizzy? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and so what can early learning settings and, 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 you know, kids at home, what can parents and caregivers, I guess, do to be more supportive of these kinds of movement? So I think what we, the key is that you don't need to go and get your child, put them on a swing and you start spinning them because, um, because that can, you got to be careful too, because some children might not tolerate that um, or they have to work up to that. But a child's neurological system is naturally designed to seek out its sensory input on, on their own. So if a child is spinning, if they're spinning in circles, let them. It's, there's a reason for it. They're trying to organize their senses. Um, it's just a natural part of development. It's only when we constantly say, stop doing that, get down from that rock, don't spin, you're going to get hurt, that we actually become a barrier to that neurological development. So we need to allow for plenty of time for that, and then we need to stop getting in the way of it. We need to stop the stop? Yeah. We need to stop getting in the way of them. <laughs> we, I mean, we, we just we stop, 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 stop seems to be all we do sometimes. Oh, it, I see what you're saying. It, yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, it just, it, it just gets overwhelming. And, and then kids, I mean, they get tired of hearing that, I think, and then just kind of want to shut down and like, okay, I'll, I'll just sit here. And it's just, it's just kind of, kind of frustrating for everybody involved. Um, what are some of the other things, the negative, what are some of the effects of not being able to do those things? I think you touched on, on a couple, but you know, just, oh, go ahead. Just, just kind of long-term, what are we, what are we looking at for kids that don't have those opportunities? Well, if we're just talking about the one effect that vestibular sense has and, and that sense of space, the long-term effect for that particular issue is um, that children are, are just not going to be constantly challenging. Uh, the, it, we call it the just right challenge for their body and, and moving on through development. 
um, in knowing where your your core is. You know, you you hear therapists probably say it's important to cross midline, right? Like mm -hmm. we've all probably heard that. Um, but you can't even cross midline unless you have a sense of where your core is, where your body is in space. And spinning is actually one of those things that helps you know where, where your body is in space. So we can't get to higher level coordination, you know, like hitting a ball with a bat. Um, you know, being able to knit and doing all those things that use both sides of the body. Um, you have to have the basics before you can move on. Uh, when it comes to getting those basics, and I, I'm guessing it's your answer now to this, but when it comes to getting those basics, um, I'm guessing that we are more in favor of kids figuring out on your own when they're ready doing their own thing than things like calisthenics and kid yoga and all those kind of things where we're kind of doing every doing that all at the same time in a group yeah i think the key is to provide opportunities for movement but not to direct their movement experiences so like everybody it's time to spin is right. not as not as effective as creating an environment where the ones who want to right. spin can Absolutely. spin and the ones who want to flip can flip yeah the environment is key excellent excellent any more on this one before we move on to our next episode no, I think um, we just touched on one piece, one part of vestibular. So there's like three more parts wow. of what it does. But Let, no, let's let's do them. What what tease 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 the next one? All right. So let's talk about um, visual skills. All right. We're going to be talking about the vestibular system and visual skills. Is that right? In yes. the next episode of Timbernook Tips, back soon with that episode. Uh, hey. Well, you're spinning and flipping and uh, doing all that stuff to keep yourself uh, in balance, people, just, just put in your earbuds and, and stick us in your ear holes um, and then just run through that whole catalog of episodes of this show. We'll be back soon with a fresh one for you. Bye-bye. And there we go. Oh, this is so much fun. Thanks for listening to Timber Nook Tips. Share your questions and comments at playvolutionhq.com slash podcast slash for more Angela, visit TimberNook.com. For more Jeff, visit ExplorationsEarlyLearning.com. Like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of upstairs studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules Podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.